Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of conversation, self-love, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. Today we're going to talk about letting yourself out of the prison of your mind. I'm Lady Bounce. And I'm Ace Sweet. Let's get free, y'all. Let's get free. <laughs> okay, so so where are we at this week? What are we talking about? Well, we have a lot going on, uh, you know, both in the world mm-hmm. and personally. Mm-hmm. So, as as we've talked about before, I have some, some children that are close to me. They're not children, but they're children too. Mm-hmm. That are close to me that are currently incarcerated. And my son is incarcerated. Your son is incarcerated. Mm-hmm. So, I have uh, my, my friend's son and one of my, uh, he's not my student anymore. But a student at my school that I'm close to is currently incarcerated. Of course, you know, my niece is also incarcerated. And I write them every week. Okay, can we get ages in this? Okay, we're going to get names. Ages okay, so my niece them. is 25, mm-hmm. and she is incarcerated for drug trafficking. Okay. And her release date is 2024. How long has been? Two years as a person. So, if something should happen and, and things might go right, we might put that in the air, then her release date is 2026. Okay. But we're not going to put that in the air. Yes. Uh, no, we're going to cancel that. My friend's son was uh, with a father figure. The father figure committed a burglary and had my friend's son assist. So, he is currently incarcerated. He just turned 18. Wow. They were supposed to move him to a different facility because where he is, you can't be 18 and be there for people younger than 18. He was 16 when he was. Right. They were supposed to. But they have decided, and his birthday was just last week, but they have now decided that they're not going to leave him. He's going to stay where he is because he only has a year and a half left. I say. Because the place where they're going to move him to is farther away. And it's already a nice little drive for his mom to get there to see him when she does. I know it would be a hardship for her. It would have been a, a real hardship. And for him as well, too, because nobody goes to see him. And so if she can't get there, he got me. And then for my um, my student, who's not my student, he is in jail on a probation violation, but he was with the two 17-year-olds who got killed from being in the games in the garage, which was not a game but that whole story where all the details are really fuzzy and originally he was being held in the trespassing charge they dropped the trespassing charge and now he's being held on probation violation because he had a previous charge of armed robbery and robbery so his next court date is in a few weeks and we don't know what's going to happen because since he is now 19 they can hold him for how long they want to because he chose to violate his probation however if you know anything about 18 and 19 year olds, they've been on this planet for 19 years, okay. but they're not adults. Absolutely. Um, my son is currently incarcerated on a robbery charge as well. Um, it's not an armed robbery charge, robbery nonetheless. And he is 22 now. He was 24 when he was the first time ever been in trouble and he is currently about to be bound over from a middle security prison to a um, higher level security prison which is he's a Marion about to go to the restoration of the institution in Chicago 
which is one of the prisons that is one of 2017's top 10 worst prisons in the world. So, so aside from the obvious, how do you feel about that? Um, I feel that I need to keep myself free mentally. Hence why my hair is locked when I started my locks. Um, I started my locks to free my hair. So, of course, it's covered now, but to free my hair and to always be cognizant of the fact that I can keep my mental state free. Because then I can see him. I don't. I do my best not to feel. I I work hard to think. To constantly think. If I sit and feel, I will be depressed. I will be withdrawn. I will be manic. I will um, resort back to a lot of mental, mentally ill states that I'm very familiar with. And I, I work really hard not to do that. So, that's how I feel, girl. <laughs> I think. So, how do you, um, how do you continue to do that? How do, how do you keep doing it? How do you get up and just you go about your day? And it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's really constant work in progress. Um, when I first found out they were moving, um, or they were about to move out, I cried. I was upset. I was angry. I called the office. I called your name. His name is not even spelled right in the system. So if you don't even care about the spelling of his name, why would you care about his mental state? I cried when I went to visit my son. He just stared at me. And I could see something was happening to him mentally. Um... I smile and cry at the same time, and he just kept smiling. So I'm like, why are you still smiling? It makes me happy to see you smile. Why are you smiling? After being in a hole for a minute, it's been proven that after three days, okay. Um, so, yeah, all that bothered me. Uh, uh, I'm already emotional right now. So, yeah, I've had a lot of emotions, but I have to constantly stay present, stay in the now, uh, and, 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 and think about what he is. Here's the reality. He's in prison. Only about what we see. Is he free here? I don't know yet. But when I get JPEGs or emails that say things like, uh, if you're stressed, you're stressing yourself. I told you I'm good. I'm my father's son. You need to have more faith in me. I can only take it for what's right. I can only take it as it is. It is what it is. And what it ain't, it won't ever be. Anything else I attempt to make it, I create Right. So, I take it as, sure, he may be behind prison walls right now, but he's freer than I am. If I'm trapping myself and, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's this going to be? What's that? So, who's really in prison? So, we go back to the prison of our minds. It gives me a little more reassurance. Not assume. And not worrying. Which, it does happen. Sometimes you forget you a supernatural being of godliness, right? Right. You you get to your side and you get to get all in your feelings, right? And you get to be, I'm tripping. <laughs> this is how I can cope, right? <laughs> so you got to kind of uh, do your best to pull yourself out of the world. This is And then you have kids. 
Right, and I was about to ask you, uh, first, how do they feel about it? Like, what do they say? Do they say anything? Because you have boys, and they kind of like, ah, what's up? I ain't got no feelings. I have my my 17-year-old who is very much like my son that um, is in prison. He is very quiet, very smart, um, very um, strategic, thinks everything through, um, very passionate, and very tenderhearted. He lets me know how he fits through his music. His rap talks about what I used to, I mean, it is very hard, it's very raw. Um, it talks about, uh, it talks about prison. It talks about uh, injustice. It talks about anger. So I know these are some of his feelings, but it also talks about, Mama, I told you I'm going to make it out of here. And then he has other music that is a little more pleasant. So it seems like he's picked up. In his mind, I have a great responsibility to my family. Because my brother's not here, I gotta make that about her. I gotta show her better than, than she's ever seen. I gotta show myself. He always constantly reassures me I'm not gonna need it with him. Not because he's angry with his brothers, but because he wants me to know I have my own mind. And I've been paying attention. You know, and, and same for my son and Chris, I'm not gonna do it all this So they're all learning from each other. My youngest son, he wants to go visit. And we went to visit, and for some reason, I didn't know that we had to do visitation forms and enough every prison they go to. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to go sing with my other son. So I don't know what Right. You know, my oldest son, he, he doesn't know. So you, you, you don't know how anybody's truly feeling, but they do what they need to do for themselves. They know what they need to do for themselves. They want to school, they're keeping their grades together, they're playing their schools. Do they write it? No. Um, do they want a J-Pain? No. My oldest son does. No, he wants to know. Um, but I do say go to the office space in my academy. Uh, positive calls in there. I'm not going to say anything. I said, that's fine. So and then when we get the message like he's good, it's me on the That's okay. It's okay. She might be on the phone with this silly option. <laughs> <laughs> silly option. And yeah. when you were talking about you're not going to say anything, you know why? My husband has a nephew who is also in prison, mm-hmm. and I have not been to see him here. He has been in prison now for 15 years, and I have not been to see him ever. I do write him, but I can't go see him. For one, um, he is, we're like the same age. Like, he literally is like a year, maybe two years older than me. So, when it used to be like a joke when I met my husband and his nieces and nephews, and I was like, bro, we're calling you auntie. And I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what you're not going to do is be calling me auntie because then people going to be like, y'all saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we used to have that playful banter back and forth when he'd be like, auntie Nikki, mm-hmm. know what you're not going to do. Mm-hmm. You can call him Uncle Jay, you can call him Pinky, whatever you want, but you're not going to be calling me auntie. So, we had like this playful joke back and forth. And he was a part of our lives for, you know, a really long time. You know, there was a time where, like, we were going over there every day, hanging out with him and his kids. So when he got arrested, I was like, I can't see you. Yeah. I I just, I can't. I don't want to see him like that. And even when I write him, I'm always careful 
Because I don't want to make it seem like life is grand on this side of the wall. But I also don't want to make it seem like life is so bad where you are. It's just... Right, and even when, when I'm writing my niece, it's the same. Because I'm like, I don't want to, like, any problem that I always feel like, any problem that I'm going through out here, it's nothing compared to what you're going through. See, and that for me, it's a little different because that's my son and my mother, so I still have a job with him. Right. So I'm still scolding you. I'm still letting you know. Right. Yeah, she is pretty sweet right now. If you would have done that, it might be a little sweet for you, too. Right. Right. I, I do have to do that because I have to still be, to, to be real with him and I still have to um, remind him that, um, yeah, this is stuff I try to protect you from. And right. yeah, the system is jacked up, but I don't, it, it, for me, I can't imprison myself right. with the with the fight that was never intended to be won, which is the fight of the judicial system. Right. My fight is in getting my son to know who he is, who's he is, and what he's made, and what's inside of him. So if it's going to take the next one to four years to get him to realize that, I'll do my part versus up to you, you know what I mean? Right, and I, I feel like that um, as it relates to to my niece, it's harder to, to write her and have these conversations. And she does have some. That's what I'm going to ask when they're going to Yes. Jay's nephew has lots of children. He, he even has um, grandchildren now. And none of them go see him because they don't want to see him like that. And that's understandable, but at the same time, I wish I could impress upon them to at least go see him once. He needs your energy. He needs that love. He needs that spirit. And I'm not saying he doesn't need mine, but it's different when it's your kids and your grandkids versus your aunt in law. You know what I mean? Um, I am filling out the papers to go see my niece. She's a marriage So um, when my brother's baby mama goes back and she takes her son, I'm going to go with her. I do want to see her. But it, it's taken me some time to wrap my head around being able to see her like that. I don't want to see her and completely break down and lose. But I, for me, I feel it's best. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad sometimes when I, when I break down in front of my son because I want them to know um, some of the situations are a little different than I heard, like the son that was with the, the father and got in trouble. But for those that died, you just got to be made a decision like my son. Right. You, you didn't do this to you. You making me do this time with you. Right. And I was just about to say, you know, when I'm writing my niece, I let her know that you're not doing this by yourself. I'm watching your mom hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm watching your son hurt. I'm hurting for your son because by the time you come home, He's going to be at that age where you can't tell little boys nothing. Yeah, my, my son. I son mean, son, little boys. and I don't mean I don't mean that to say as if like she'll never you know rebuild that relationship, but he's going to be like twelve or thirteen when she comes home, and that's right when little boys start smelling they stuff and feeling they stuff. I mean, now look at my own son. I've been in his life all this time. His father's been in his life all this time. When he turned about 13 and started smelling his little Cheerios and his weeds, we have to like really be like, dude. So I can't imagine how hard that's going to be for her when she comes home 
to be able to try to explain to him that the decision I made that caused me to get arrested, I was making it because I was dreaming of the money that was going to come from and I was doing okay. it with the mindset of providing you a See, better this life. Is, this is why I, I, my, 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 I'll say beautiful, the world's going to be a better place, go, dream, and hope, is that persons were actually created to be happy and reform. Uh, it's my understanding that Ohio is supposed to be one of the better states for <laughs> rehab and reform. This is what they say. This is what they say. It's at ODRC or something like that. Yeah, I'll find a link to you, but supposedly. And they got this new person sitting up there who really works hard to, to make sure that people are getting reformed and help. Yes, getting into Um but, but, like, for example, Ross, the place where my sons went to, they're supposed to have something called an RTU, RTU unit where they'll pay attention to certain behaviors and patterns. Um, like, my son's dealing with some depression and anxiety for them. But they'll pay attention to these, they'll find patterns and triggers, and then say, hey, this person might be suffering from this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Go in there and get them. They'll be getting counseling, and they'll be getting wow. some mental help. They have an inpatient unit and get them medications and get them to where they need to be to be able to be successful um, in completing the, the, their time and also, I guess, some type of healing therapy that they may need. Because my son was suffering from some things that I did not believe prison was going to do. Again, right, I'll have our own walks. I mean, and I, I guess, in theory, it sounds good. But then when we think about the good and the bad, okay, so if you're a praying person and, and you want to, um, and if you're a person that holds yourself accountable, I ask for this. I said, I ask for it. To the God of my understanding, I saw some things happening with myself. I saw some things change. He was smoking weed, right? Then he went to nine and all, fall asleep a lot. Mother's going on with him. He grabbed me one day and was crying. So I said some depression. I said some addiction. I said some things happening. And I'm like, oh my God, whatever's going on with my son, grab my son, get my son's attention, let them know, he'll know. That you are real, you are inside of him, you are him, he is you. And bring him up out of this so that he can be the best version of himself. I asked for this, I didn't say do it here, do it at this time, right? Or, what, or do it right and do it in this manner. So, okay. so I have to take the, the, the bit with the sweet. He has said himself to me, Well, yeah, I'm in a hole, but at least this way I get to keep on focusing on me. And take the time I need for me. That is a good way So, so we have to take the the the, the bitter with the sweet with, with the kids, uh, with the, with the kids that were in the garage. My God, that's a heavy walk that I do not want to touch. Um, the reality is, some young people lost their lives. Yes. The reality is, we need to pay attention to where our babies are. Yes. We need to be uh, aware of what's going on, who our neighbors are. We need to open our mouths to what our eyes are seeing sometimes. And not just turn blind ears and, and, and eyes to things. I uh, know I'm not pointing fingers or blaming. I'm always just looking for a solution because I have learned that there are no problems. And I, I said the same thing. And in terms of, of that you know, situation, none of us were there. Right, so we don't know what. So happened. when I see you know people on the internet going back and forth with each other and 
And um, I'm going to give uh, a sidebar self-care tip. Don't read the comments on the on the, the TV news Facebook pages because if you read the comments on you know the local TV news Facebook pages when they post these stories, some of the comments are downright scammers. That right, you better know, and ask the question. That ask what you want to know. Go to the source. No, I mean, you still like this, when I see people, you know, you know, basically people are arguing and going back and forth. You know. Arguing whichever side you believe to be right and to be true. Some of the things that are being said by people right here in this community are downright scary and atrocious in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then if we come from the whole mindset of, you know, like what happened in the Oregon district and we were all everybody loved, dating strong. So are we dating strong? Going to try to dating strong for how long? <laughs> dating strong for how long? Dating strong when you agree. With the tragedy, they strong when it's when you when you're not because but my thing is if when we're going back and forth and going back and forth, what the hell good is that doing for anybody? Oh, absolutely. What, what is it? What is it doing? What's it sounding? There's somebody right now. Get mad at me. Talk about it if you must. I'm going to say it because it pissed me off. Okay, to be downtown with bullhorn yelling. For be using profane language outside of jail, you are teaching young people that this is the way to respond to injustice with ignorance. I am totally against it. I do think after years in the movement, we should have a better approach to certain things. Be mad at me if you will. I don't care. I don't care. I don't. I don't think anybody can can look at the situation logically. Without emotion, and that's a lot. Like you were saying, there's a way to do things. No, it's not right. No, this isn't right. No, that's not right. You're going to encounter things throughout your life that are not right for whatever reason. They're not going to be right in your eyes. And there is a way to handle it, and there's a way to not handle it. And like the way that this was handled by this person, I think because we're responding, or he was responding, out of anger. Yes. Out of anger. And when you respond from emotion, nobody hears you. You're not even thinking. Right. Because all that energy that was used to yell into a bullhorn could have been used to find out which door to knock on. So you could sit at the desk across from this person in power and get something done. Okay? So, I mean, that's the thing anymore. It fuels our brains. But it was, it was like you were saying, you know, in the beginning. I have to keep thinking. Yes. So that I don't Did you know that the most valuable the most valuable piece of technology on this planet is the human mind? Yes. Girl, you're and it didn't take a brain scientist to find that out. Speaking of a brain scientist, take my time. Excuse me, where's the producer? I like to say that I'm saying problem here. No problems, only solutions. Only solutions. I mean, so we've touched on a lot of things, a lot of personal things as far as the prison. Of, of our minds and mental states regarding loved ones and people that we know that are currently physically imprisoned. But if you are mentally and emotionally imprisoned by um, by that situation or by any other things, be it a relationship, be it a job you don't want to be in anymore, be it a wayward child, be it um, your own addiction, be it um, 
a sudden change of events that's going to change the rest of your life, at least for the 18 or 19 years. Hello. <laughs> Whatever it may be, let's always think and be mindful. Our mindfulness minute for the week. Yes. For the week. <laughs> is take the good, take the bad. All right? Come on, say this for me, sister. All right. Buddhist monk and peace activist said, when you begin to understand, when you have been able to free yourself from a notion, that is enlightenment. Don't say that enlightenment is foreign to you. Because you know what it is. Right? If you have ever been on a long car ride, you know how good it feels to get out of the car, stretch your legs, and breathe the fresh air. Being cramped and confined gives rise to the pleasure of stretching and moving. The monotony of the highway gives rise to the pleasure of strolling, even the most bad or rest stop. So we go through many contrasts in life, and these contrasts keep things interesting. The trouble comes when we preference one pole over the other, when we want pleasure without pain, entertainment without boredom, agreement without dissent. Reality will simply not allow us to have anything unmixed. This evening, as you look upon your mental landscape, see if some small part of yourself does not want the good without the bad. See if you can reach a place of acceptance where you acknowledge the parts of your reality that you cannot change. I had just made a post to Facebook, a couple of posts. One was a picture of me and my um, my fiancé who's passed on in 2011. And I also posted a picture of my son who's incarcerated with his son on Facebook. And both of the posts I hashtag, thank God for the rain. Right? I'm so thankful that I have experienced the things that I have experienced in this life. Because had I not, I would not know, like the future like this, the saying of what sunshine feels like. And you must know that pain is a byproduct of pleasure. You will never know how something good feels until you know what hurt feels like. And what pain feels like. Um, have a self care assignment for me so you don't go walking around yelling and cussing with a. Uh, okay. I promise. I'm Joe Clark, alright? <laughs> no. But um, I, I do love you, brother, that did that. I do understand the place where you are speaking from. I have been that person to speak from anger. And I don't instead of using a bullhorn, I use a microphone to do it. So I get where you are coming from. I do know that I, I'm speaking from a place of experience and um, and understanding now that there, there's a there's another way to do things. Um, with that said, um, I love you. Uh, let go of anger. Holding on to anger, resentment, and hostility hurts you psycho- psychologically, emotionally, and physically. Don't give over your power and have positivity in your life just to harbor a grudge. You need to find a way to move past it. Many great religious and spiritual traditions address the issue of forgiveness, reminding us that at our sacred center or core, we are inherently happy. Overcome that anger with these tips. One, whenever you slip into a place of pain and sadness, say a blessing to yourself. Two, then say a blessing for the person who hurt you. Tell her or him in your heart, if not out loud that you will no longer take her or him or the memory of the incident any further into your life. Three, 
intentionally release the anger and hurt. Say an affirmation such as, I release the anger I feel over this hurt. Forgive, bless, and release. That's the way to keep your heart and mind open and free. That is our self-care assignment for the week. And I hope you can get free. And before or when you get free, to keep you thinking and not feeling in your feelings so much, you always got to have a little bit of brain science. <laughs> All right, so this this brain science is, is kind of a no-brainer, but it goes about what we were talking about. A lot of people, if you are not in the situation, you don't see it. So I'm gonna give it to you so you can see it, even if just on a distance. So this is the effects of incarceration on your mental health. Although jail time might seem like a distant possibility for most people, incarceration rates in the United States are steadily rising. One study published in a journal of pediatrics found that 41% of young adults have been arrested by the time they are 23. The U.S. Department of Justice reports that 6.6% of people serve time in prison at some point in their lives, and that statistic rises to a shocking 32% for African American men. Wow. More than half the inmates are diagnosed with a mental disorder, which leads them to incarceration most of the time. As mental hospitals continue to close, mental health services remain financially out of reach for many people, and this number is going to rise. Moreover, prison, it's, prison itself can exacerbate pre-existing mental health issues and create new mental health challenges among those who have never experienced them. So, I mean, you could go in with what you think is a healthy mind, and prison will bring out the unhealthiness in your mind. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> mental health care behind bars, jails, and prisons are required to provide basic health care for inmates. The quality of this care varies greatly from facility to facility. Mm-hmm. Often, prison based mental health care focuses on stabilizing rather than treating inmates. A person experiencing hallucinations or psychosis might get medication to control the most severe symptoms, but people who have anxiety, depression, and PTSD. And other mental health conditions that don't cause a radical change in your behavior may go untreated and unnoticed. Prisons rarely, if ever, get therapy or comprehensive treatment. So mental health issues that were previously controlled medication and therapy may get much worse during their time of incarceration. Even for the most hardened criminals, prisons can be a scary place. The DOJ reports that 70,000 prisoners are sexually abused every year and assaults, fights, and other acts of violence are common in a prison setting. But violence isn't limited to inmates. Prison guards work in a high-stress environment that can increase their likelihood of becoming violent themselves. With little hope for reporting abuse by guards, some inmates may endure verbal abuse, threats of physical violence, and even severe attacks. Women inmates, which we are at an increased risk of being sexually assaulted by jail and prison guards. This ongoing climate of trauma can cause anxiety, depression, phobias, and PTSD in prisoners who have previously had no serious mental health issues. Finally, by definition, prisoners are cut off from the rest of the world. This is why it is important if you have a loved one incarcerated, write them, JK them, call them, send a smoke signal, whatever you have to do. Send pictures. Send pictures, follow the rules. Because I've had some things come back to me in the mail that I have sent to uh, my friend's son, to my niece, and to my uh, student. Because I wrote in a purple ink. 
It's in pictures on paper, not picture paper. Right. And, and these are things that I didn't know. So I was glad that those things came back. So now I know. When your loved ones get out of prison, out of prison, and they start to reintegrate into society, we as a people on the outside have to give them allowances yes, to readjust. We cannot expect them to get out on Monday and by Friday they got a job, they got an apartment, they know what to do. You have to think about how fast the world changes. And when they were arrested, where the world was versus where the world is when they come out. A lot of jobs don't want to hire people who have been to prison. So they need your time, your love, and your support. Even if that means they got to lay on your couch for a little longer than you expected. Do whatever you can to help them to readjust. And don't expect it to happen overnight. There are not a lot of programs that help with that. And that is very sad and unfortunate. But in order to keep them from reoffending, we have to step out of our box. If you have the fortunate of having someone choose you to be the person that they stay with, that they go to when they get out of prison. And not look at it as as a burden, which it is a burden. But the fact that when inmates are released, they ask them, "Where are you going?" And even right, well, I mean, I mean, when they come out of like the halfway house, if they choose you, you have a responsibility. Be mindful to be right. So be mindful when you say, or when you get out, look me up, because when they get out, guess who they looking up? The person who said, I'm going to be there for you. And you got to be there. You have to protect your own mental health while helping them. And if you can't to that mental health, yeah. do, do yourself, your family member, your loved one, your neighbor, your community a favor. Pay attention to the signs. Imprisonment is not just walls and bars. It can be mental. Yes. As a person who has been dealing with mental illness for over 30 years, um, please pay attention to the signs. It is a... Um, terrifying, debilitating place to be. Um, and, and, and sometimes it is a silent disease that is very loud um, to you and sometimes to the person watching. So do pay attention to the signs um, to, to those around you and those in, in person. And please stop telling people to their word. Right. And stop telling them they're crazy. Right. That okay. is one of the, the worst things that you can say to a person who May, even if they experience intermittent mental health issues, is to say you're crazy. Because I will tell you, I'm not crazy. I have created both. Okay. And follow us on YouTube, our Twitter, and SoundCloud, and Instagram, and Facebook. All right. And you can email us at flywithusla at gmail.com. Free yourself and the rest will follow. We'll say free your mind and the rest, the rest will follow. Will follow right involved. I like it. Uh-huh. I'm Lady Bells. <laughs> and I'm Ace Lake. We are. Peace. Peace. <laughs>